Welcome to the Talk of Fame Network. I got a good deal on those boys. The scout said they showed a lot of promise. With your Hall of Fame voters. Don't act like you're not impressed. Ron Borges. You want to punch me right now, but you won't. Rick Oslin. I don't know what we're yelling about! And Clark Judge. What in God's holy name are you blathering about? On SB Nation Radio. Drew Pearson taunting the Philadelphia fans who taunted Drew Pearson and just about everybody else. God, you, you got to love it, don't you? you that that was the it. best two minutes of the oh, entire oh. draft weekend. Drew Pearson had a better draft than about 28 of the teams. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. You know what, Goose? I, I, I like just about everything about that draft in Philadelphia. I mean, there were thousands of people who showed up. There was great atmosphere, passion, history. Drew Pearson, London Fletcher wasn't bad. And, of course, the booing of the commissioner. Well, we mentioned Drew Pearson, who's now our hero in the Metroplex area. We're going to have him on this, our Talk of Fame Network post-draft show. I'm serious, and we're not going to boo him. I'm going to cheer this guy. He's here today to explain how and why he decided to bring the house down at Philadelphia. And, Ron, I promise you won't boo him. Please promise you won't boo him. We also I will have not boo <laughs> I will stand on my chair and cheer loudly for him. Yeah. Boy, God, what a performance. We also have San Francisco General Manager John Lynch who, of course, is a Hall of Fame candidate. In fact, he's been a top 10 finalist the past two years. And John looked goose more like a Hall of Fame GM last week. He had some great moves, and we're going to talk to him about that as well as his Hall of Fame candidacy. But that's not all. We'll be talking to Aaron Wilson of the Houston Chronicle to get his take on the Texans moving up to draft Deshaun Watson and maybe, just maybe, solving their quarterback crisis. We're going to talk to Hall of Fame voter Dan Pompey, too. He's from Chicago, and we're going to find out what in the world is going on with the Bears because uh, I have no idea. And speaking of the Bears, well, remember last week when former Cleveland and Philadelphia executive Joe Banner lectured us on that topic of, of trying to overreach for quarterbacks? He said, don't do it. He said, don't do that. It didn't look like anybody was listening. Or let's put it another way. Chicago wasn't listening. I mean, the Bears traded up one spot, and they traded up with John Lynch, is who I said we we're going to talk to later, to take – Mitch Trubisky? Yeah, it's a bold move, Goose. 
It's got a kind of move that can uh, make or break a GM. So what does it do for that GM? And I'm talking about Ryan Pace of the Chicago Bears. Well, Clark, our good friend Dwight Clark drafted Tim Couch for the Browns with his first ever draft pick in 1999. Couch didn't pan out, and Dwight was gone inside of three seasons. I think Ryan Pace, John Fox, and all of Chicago hope he's right in Trubisky because if he's wrong, there are two guys who are going to pay, Pace and Fox. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I know we said last week, and we've said for weeks, th there are no quarterbacks in this draft who are ready to step into a huddle tomorrow. Yet, Goose, three were off the board within the first 12 picks. Now, you're the draft, draft expert. You've been doing this for years. Overdrafting? In 2011, there were four quarterbacks taken in the first 12 picks, but only one panned out. That was Cam Newton went first overall. Jake Locker at 8, Blaine Gabbert at 10, Christian Ponder at 12. All have since moved on. If you stack the board strictly on talent, none of those three would have been in the top 30. And if you don't have a quarterback, you'll reach for one. I, I thought Trubisky, Mahomes, and Watson, none of them belonged in the top 20. Well, Goose, remember 1999 draft? There were five quarterbacks taken in the first 12, and only one panned out. That was Donovan McNabb. The others, Culpepper had a you know, reasonably decent career, but the three others, including Tim Couch, adios. Yeah, I think that's just uh, what happens more and more now because the position is such a... a premium to me the irony is that i believe at least the team that picked last houston got the best player uh, deshaun watson is what a quarterback's supposed to be he's a winner he's the only one of these three guys who elevated his team texas Tech's system you know they keep producing quarterbacks with big numbers uh, but they don't dominate in college and they don't those numbers don't seem to apply in the pros coach john wooden always used to say don't mistake activity for achievement watson's the only one of these guys who achieved anything really he won. The yeah, other guys right. were just active. Right. Yeah, and he won big games. Big games. Big games. No question. I mean, he could have won two national championships. I was at both those games, and he did everything he could to win the other one. You know, this both times novel... with an inferior team, as you know, Clark. Yeah. Well, th this isn't a, a novel statement, Goose, but uh, I'm guessing they're all looking for the next Dak Prescott. So, I mean, you know this draft. You know all the drafts. Uh, who in this draft could be the next Dak Prescott? Well, Dak Prescott was a fourth-round pick out of the SEC. I'll go with the fourth-round pick out of the SEC this year, Josh Dobbs. Keep wow. an eye on him. Very much like uh, Prescott his game. I, I think the Steelers now have their heir apparent to uh, Ben, uh, ben Roethlisberger. What is it about him that you like, Goose? He got, he's got all the measurables, needs some technique work, but he's, he's, a, he's a big guy, he can take a hit, much like Roethlisberger. Mm -hmm. And playing in the SEC, you, you're playing against NFL talent every week, and he succeeded playing against that talent every week. Plus, he's in a good situation. I mean, he doesn't have to play immediately. He can right. sit behind Roethlisberger and learn. Um, hey, Ron, I mean, we started the segment with the Drew Pearson shout-out in the second round. Boy, that was <laughs> – I'd like to hear that again. Um, but we should not, and I mean not forget, what at least to me was a highlight of the first round, and that was the uh, Baltimore Ravens pick who was, that was announced by a 14-year-old from the area, and that was TJ on Wannabe. We talked about him last week on here. He's been diagnosed with brain cancer and he was there via the Make-A-Wish program. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, it was tremendous. And, I mean, that was really, to me, the NFL at its best, you know, making a young boy uh, smile when he probably doesn't have a lot of reasons to smile. And it's what the game, to me, was once about a lot of the time. Uh, but that seems to be less and less so. Even when they're doing things, so they so often just seem this sort of orchestrated, you know, marketing BS. Uh, right. And this case w was clearly a case of the Ravens hearing about something, you know, see an opportunity and grabbing it and, and letting this young boy uh, live a dream. It was That was tremendous. 
Yo, you know what I like, though? Did you see him the fist pump when he announced yeah. the Ravens chose Alabama cornerback Marlon Humphrey? That was great. <laughs> yeah, you know, and you know what it was. What I really liked about that is, to me, that was pure celebration of a moment, not some right. contrived, orchestrated. Right. Let's get some props and get our ego involved. That was just a kid, you know, loving the moment, and, and bam, you know, there you go. I mean, that was great. That was really great. Well, that's sort of like Drew Pearson too. Man, it was loving the moment in the second round. Yeah, booing him. He goes like, "Oh, what? You know, boo me? I'm gonna boo you." Um, <laughs> hey, Goose, we had. Ozzie Newsom on here about, I think about a month ago or so, and, and I remember what you asked him. You asked him what he liked about Alabama because, of course, he went there and about picking players from there. Well, it seems to me you can ask him again because he chose two of them, and that was Humphrey, Marlon Humphrey we talked about here, and linebacker Tim Williams with his first four picks. Yeah, the man knows Bama talent almost as well as Nick Saban does, and, and there's a lot of talent to note on there. The, the Crimson Tides had a first-round pick in nine consecutive drafts. That's tops amongst all colleges. They've had 21 picks in the first round since you know, 2010. That's nine more than any other school. These are high-value, low-risk picks that Newsom tends to embrace. Yeah, well, talk about embrace it. We're going to embrace the draft a little bit later here. But before we do, let me ask you the obvious question right out of the box here. And I'll start with you, Ron. Who had the best draft? I think, actually, it might have been Buffalo. I mean, the Bills started off with only six picks, which is tied for the fewest of anybody. They got a haul from the Chiefs for moving down 17 slots. They may have, and they may have found Stephen Gilmore's replacement in LSU cornerback, Tredavious White. And they added a receiver with over 150 catches last season to replace Robert Woods. And they picked up a guard who they think can ultimately play left tackle. So, I mean, for, for a group that started with six picks, I, I think they did a pretty yeah, good got job. got the GM fired. <laughs> and they got the who's, GM fired. <laughs> yeah, I like, uh, I, like Cle- I like Cleveland's draft. They had three first-round picks, three walk-in starters. They didn't reach for quarterback. The best part? Got 12 picks in 2018, two ones and three seconds. Well, congratulations, guys, because you know what? You just aced that first segment. We're going to stop right there and go to commercial. But when we return, we'll sit down with Aaron Wilson of the Houston Chronicle and hear what Deshaun Watson can do for the Texans. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to Geico. This is Ozzie Newsom, general manager of the Baltimore Ravens, and you're listening to Talk of Fame Network. Hi, Tom Bodette. Apparently, the hip thing for businesses to do these days is target millennials. So it may sound sus coming from this baby boomer, but Motel 6 is a V-great place for your squad to stay woke or asleep. The updated rooms are hashtag blessed with contemporary floors, bedding, and flat-screen TVs that are totally on fleek. Plus, their prices are always low AF. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll keep it lit for you. Book online at motel6.com. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're like me, you probably rely on your phone to get things done. So I know you'll want to hear about Cabbage's mobile app. Cabbage has created a simple way for business owners to get funding from their phones. Download the mobile app and you can complete the application in minutes and access funds anytime. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses. Download the Cabbage app today or call 888-CABBAGE. That's Cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E. Here's a little ditty about that John Deere mower deck that mows faster, better. It's not how fast you mow, my friends, it's how well you mow fast. If you just mow fast, but your yard looks bad, then you got a lot of ugly grass. You need a John Deere to take care of your yard. You need a Z-Track Z345 over. It's not how fast you mow, my friends, it's how well you mow fast. The XL deck's got more capacity for yards like yours that get to grassity. Want to mow well in a higher gear, see a John Deere dealer, nothing runs like a deer. 
time for breakfast at Burger King. Remember at Burger King, I got the three for 89 cent pancake deal? Yeah. I tried to take one. But they're 89 cents. Yeah. You can spare one. I understand, but you know what I said. Well, you said respect the stack. And did you? No, because I like pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> respect that stack. Get three pancakes for just 89 cents. That's three fluffy golden pancakes for 89 cents now at Burger King. Here's another great breakfast deal. Two croissant sandwiches for just $4. Only at Burger King. Limited time at participating Burger King restaurants. A good night's sleep starts with the right pillow. That's where my pillow comes in. And now for a limited time, just go to MyPillow.com, click the radio listener special tab, and use promo code SKY to get two premium king or queen pillows and two additional go-anywhere travel pillows all for 50% off and free shipping. That's MyPillow.com promo code SKY or call 1-800-635-1825 1-800-635-1825 Progressive brings you Flowetry with Flow. The better you drive, the more you save. Bears and bats, they live in a cave, but that's irrelevant here. So back to the subject we steer. Snapshot saves you money when you drive safe. I wear corduroy pants. I don't mind that they chafe. The better you drive, the more you can save. With Snapshot from Progressive. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in all states or from all agents. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. Talk of Fame Network, sponsored by GEICO. We're just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. And you probably, probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. We're also brought to you by Little Caesars. Yep, Little Caesars, where you can enjoy the half-and-half deep-dip Deep, deep dish pizza. Pizza for only $9 plus tax. It's for meat lovers only for a limited time, only at Little Caesars at participating locations. Hey, our first guest is someone I've known for nearly 20 years now, I think. Um, Aaron Wilson started his career covering the San Francisco 49ers in the late 1990s, which is when I first met him. Then he moved to Baltimore, covered the Ravens, and now he works as a beat writer for the Houston Chronicle covering the Houston Texans with our good friend, of course, Hall of Fame voter John McLean. Aaron, of course, was all over the Deshaun Watson draft. So, Aaron, first things first. Did the Texans solve their quarterback problem with Deshaun Watson? In the short term, probably not in the long term, I think they may have. He's a quarterback that's going to need some time, Clark, because he played in a system spread offense where he was in the shotgun primarily and a lot of predetermined reads. and you know, He had a tendency to sometimes lock on to his primary reads for some interceptions, but so talented and really like his ability as a dual-threat quarterback and his athleticism, leadership qualities, those are off the charts. But he's going to need some time. And they may not have that much time. They've got Tom Savage in there. Uh, his durability and mobility are both in question. But, yeah, I like the pick. I think that they needed to make a bold move. They needed to do something to solve the problem they created last year when they and Brock Osweiler, the big contract, and obviously they dumped it in a money ball trade with the Browns, but that didn't leave them with a quarterback. And uh, I think that Deshaun Watson, he has the qualities it takes to be an excellent quarterback. It's just a matter of how soon do you put him in the field and uh, get him out there. But I, I think they're going to you know, just be open-minded about what they see on the practice field and in the preseason games. I really don't foresee him starting the first game. I think they'll want to wait, take some time. But we've seen Bill O'Brien scrap 
plans in the past and be impulsive and bench quarterbacks. So, yeah, I think for Tom Savage, and they do have Brandon Whedon too, he's got to be healthy and he's got to be productive. He's never even thrown a touchdown pass in the NFL, so it's hard to say that they're you know really committed to him at all. Aaron, do they do they did they believe that Arizona was going to take him at thirteen? Is that why they had to go? People thought that Arizona was going to take Patrick Mahomes, and, and that was a quarter I think they'd shown more interest in than Watson. So, yeah, I think they were of the mind that Arizona was a place they had to get you know past, and they needed to do that if they were going to have a good chance to uh, you know finally pull the trigger on him. They had made calls with other teams, including the Baltimore Ravens. They were doing that. Uh, in the days leading up to the draft, I'd heard about you know the fact that they were looking to move up, and their exploratory calls they just kept making them, and then they finally got to a point where they thought they needed to move up even higher. I think when the Chiefs moved up from Mahomes, that kind of forced their hand a little bit. They said, you know what? We got to get something going. We got to get this thing done. Well, Aaron, my dear friend Billy O'Brien keeps insisting to me that Tom Savage is the starter. Tom Savage is the starter. How long do you expect Tom Savage to be the starter? Because I don't expect it to be all that long. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think it could only take a few games before I think Deshaun Watson hits the field. With Tom, you know, he's got some arm talent. He's a tough guy. But I, I say tough in the sense that he'll take the hits. But his body isn't always holding up to those hits, Ron. And, you know, he's never thrown a touchdown pass. He does have some arm talent. Uh, he has an ability to protect the football, doesn't throw interceptions, and he does know the offense. Those are all good traits. But I think nothing about him screams out starter to me. He looks like a backup, and a good backup. And it all you know, kind of hinge on Watson and how fast he learns the playbook. But everyone I've talked to, Dabble Sweeney to his high school coach, Bruce Miller, they're telling me how precocious this kid is that uh, his high school coach called him a film hound. He started for him as a ninth grader, never sat on the bench. Same thing you know, with uh, Clemson. They put him in against Georgia. Uh, they've got this exotic blitz package coming at him. They told him what he needed to do to be able to check out of it. He does that on his sixth snap of his college career and throws a touchdown pass right down the middle. It's a you know, really hostile environment in Athens between the hedges. And yeah, I think everything about him says mature learns quickly, so put him out there and let him make his mistakes. I think that's the way he gets better. I don't think that he gets better sitting on the bench. We're speaking with Aaron Wilson of the Houston Chronicle on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find Aaron on Twitter at, at Aaron Wilson underscore NFL, and you can find us on the web at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at, at talkoffamenet. And Aaron, um, you, you talk a lot about uh, Deshaun Watson's strengths, yet he fell to 12 before Houston came up and, and rescued him. Why the concern? Why did he drop if he has this, this many qualities, especially at that position? Was it the interceptions that this scared people off? Right, yeah, 17 of them last year alone, and there was an interception against Pitt. Uh, they lost that game, 43-42, to 42, and he just stared down Hunter Renfro and just made it really obvious where he was going. And I don't know if that was because he's told, hey, that's the only read you have, um, and you're not going to go through a progression from A to B to C, but that's what he did. And it's plays like that that concern NFL folks because if you're looking, you know, to throw it out and the ball doesn't get there on time, I mean, that's going to be a pick six. And, yeah, I think there's some concern about that, just his ability to kind of look around, use head fakes, look people off. I didn't see a lot of that, and I haven't watched every, you know, minute that he's played, but I see some of those tendencies, and I'm sure scouts are 
observing the same things. And I think there was 30 interceptions over his final two seasons. So they've got to coach some things out of him, and I think that's a concern. There's this tendency to throw interceptions and the kind of interceptions he throws where he just doesn't even see the guy coming. Aaron, let's go to the defensive side of the ball. Who's going to have the better year, Watt or Clowney? I think it'll be, it'll be Clowney. I think that uh, it, it, not in terms of sack production, but I think that his run stopping has become that good. He's an excellent run stopper. And, and I never thought I'd say this because of their injury history, but he's the healthier guy. Uh, JJ's had his herniated disc repaired twice within one year, and he had another surgery on his uh, groin area uh, earlier in the year. And yeah, it's a lot of things. I just wonder if his body's breaking down. Now, he said all the right things. They're going to try to get him not to overtrain, and they're going to limit his practice reps. But those are things you know that they've talked about before. And he's very stubborn about how much he likes to do on the field in practice and how hard he goes in practice. The time he broke his hand, that was in practice. You know, that's just the way he is. He doesn't really know how to turn things off. And I just wonder, can he change? But yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if maybe J.J. put up better sack numbers because Clowney's still the quarterback toward him. And Clowney's more impactful, maybe not in terms of numbers, but just in terms of play. We've got about a minute uh, left here, Aaron, and I wanted to get to the division. Tennessee's made a lot of big strides forward, obviously. Uh, look like a, a team on the rise. Who's going to be the toughest competition for uh, for the Texans if they're going to repeat in the division? I think it's the Titans. You, know, you look at them. They have Marcus Mariota. They have a strong running game. They've got improvement at receiver they need to make. I think they're doing that with Corey Davis, drafting him so high. And then I look at that front seven. It's very good. If their secondary can come, come along, I think that they've got a real chance to be the best team in this division. I'm still not completely sold on everything the Colts are doing. I think it's going to take some time for Chris Ballard to get his imprint on there. I like some of the things he's doing, but it's going to take time for him to overhaul that roster and for there to be more than just Andrew Luck. And when I look at the Jaguars, yeah, I like that they have Leonard Fournette. I don't really trust Blake Bortles, and I still think <laughs> the Titans are the – no, primary nobody does. Nobody trusts it. Hey, Aaron, <laughs> like the Titans, we got to run. Hey, thanks so much uh, for the time, and uh, best of luck with the season. All right, guys. Thanks. Good talking to you. Thanks, Good sir. talking to you. That was Aaron Wilson of the Houston Chronicle. Up next, former Cowboys wide receiver Drew Pearson. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. A good night's sleep starts with the right pillow. That's where my pillow comes in, and now for a limited time, just go to mypillow.com, click the radio listener special tab, and use promo code SKY to get two premium king or queen pillows and two additional go anywhere travel pillows, all for 50% off and free shipping. That's mypillow.com, promo code SKY, or call 1 800 635 1825. 1 800 635 1825. It's time for breakfast at Burger King. Remember at Burger King, I got the three for 89 cent pancake deal? Yeah. I tried to take one. But they're 89 cents. Yeah. You can spare one. I understand, but you know what I said. Well, you said respect the stack. And did you? No, because I like pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> respect that stack. Get three pancakes for just 89 cents. That's three fluffy golden pancakes for 89 cents. Now at Burger King. Here's another great breakfast deal. Two croissant sandwiches for just $4. Only at Burger King. Limited time at participating Burger King restaurants. Why did we do it? Why did Little Caesars put four delicious deep, deep dish slices of our pepperoni Italian sausage and bacon-covered three-meat treat next to four slices of our deep, deep dish pepperoni and offer these two pizzas for nine bucks? Because we can. <laughs> the new hot and ready deep, deep dish half and half pizza. Nine bucks, only at Little Caesars. 
at participating locations plus tax. Pizza, pizza. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're like me, you probably rely on your phone to get things done. So I know you'll want to hear about Cabbage's mobile app. Cabbage has created a simple way for business owners to get funding from their phones. Download the mobile app and you can complete the application in minutes and access funds anytime. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses. Download the Cabbage app today or call 888-CABBAGE. That's Cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. You play to win the game. Talk of Fame Network brought to you by Little Caesars, where you can enjoy the half-and-half deep-deep dish pizza for only $9 plus tax. For meat lovers only for a limited time, only at Little Caesars and only at participating locations. We're also brought to you by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. You know something? Probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Well, a 66-year-old wide receiver has never stolen the show at an NFL draft. Until last weekend when Drew Pearson showed 100,000 Philadelphia fans the swagger on stage they displayed as a player in the 1970s when he helped the Dallas Cowboys to three Super Bowls and earned all-decade acclaim. Now, we played that audio clip for you earlier, and it is a keeper with Drew flashing five fingers at Philly fans for the Cowboys' five Lombardi trophies and boasting about Hall of Fame owner Jerry Jones and all the Dallas players who played before, with, and after him. It's the highlight of the weekend, and having Drew here is the highlight of our show. Drew, first of all, welcome back to the show. And second, what a performance. <laughs> uh, thank you, Ron Clark and Rick as well. Yeah, it, I didn't intend it to be like that, but as it turned out, uh, it ended up like that. So uh, it's been hectic ever since, and it looks like uh, something that might have been intentional turned out to be pretty good for me. True. Ironically, your performance yeah. came at the Philadelphia Museum of Art. As far as underdogs go, did you feel like Rocky Balboa up there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, don't know Rocky's true feelings there, but I know to get up those steps the way he did, his adrenaline had to be flowing. Mine was flowing as, as well, and that's why I got pumped up. When those boos started after the commissioner announced the uh, next pickup as the uh, 60th pick of the draft with, uh, in the second round with the Dallas Cowboys, the booze started right then and there. And as he walked backstage, I could hear them as I was waiting for my turn to come out. And uh, when he got back there, he said, are you ready for this? And I said, uh, uh, yeah, I am. Because, you know, I played uh, 11 years up here and uh, used to getting booed by the Eagle fans. So this is nothing new. I said, as a matter of fact, maybe I should say, if it wasn't for the Eagles and the Eagle fans, I would not have a career in the National Football League. And to my surprise, he said, hey, that would be good. Say it. And he kind of encouraged me to say it, and it surprised me, but it uh, didn't take me long to convince me to say it. And as I walked out there on the stage, I was prepared for it. That's for sure. Could you sort of sort of feel that adrenaline flowing, you know, as, you, as you're walking to the, to the podium and you're hearing those boos, and, and, and did it take you pretty quickly back to the 1970s when you were beating down the Eagles uh, pretty regularly? <laughs> Yeah, I was expecting to see Herm Edwards out there when I walked out there. So, <laughs> I was so fired up. Oh, yeah, and as every step I took, I got more and more fired up. And as you come out of the, the back there, the green room, you're going down a ramp, kind of like Texas Stadium. We used to come down that ramp uh, and head to the field, down the tunnel. 
and it gave you, when you're walking down that ramp, it gives you momentum. I think that's why the Cowboys built it, the slope to go down as the players are going on the field as opposed to going up when they're going downfield. So I was going downhill uh, as I was walking down that ramp, and when I came around that turn and saw that crowd, I was like, wow. You know, you hear about it, you see it, you don't really understand what it is until you get out there. And you could either uh, let it intimidate you or you can embrace it. And I thought the best way to deal with it was to embrace it. We're speaking with former Dallas great and now 2017 draft legend Drew Pearson <laughs> on the Talk of Fame Network. And you can find us on the web at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at, at talkoffamenet. And Drew, uh, mentioning that audience that you, you did, uh, when you looked out from the podium and you saw that sea of people, I mean, 100,000 people more than – you normally play in front of on a, a Sunday. What'd you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was amazed. I was amazed that that many people were there. You know, you heard about it. You were reading about it all weekend, and people discussing it. You saw all the police, and you figure there's that many police force. The security is that prevalent. Uh, there must be a lot of people there. Uh, but, yeah, there was a ton of people there, and uh, most of them, of course, were Eagle fans. But uh, what I was trying to do is find – friendly faces out here in the crowd. And there were some Cowboys fans out there. And uh, you saw a lot of 88 jerseys. You saw number four and 21. So I tried to play to those people and look at those people to try to gain more confidence while I was standing there. And, uh, but, man, it was intimidating. And it seemed like the uh, more I talked, the louder they got. So once they got louder, I thought I needed to talk louder to talk over them. And so I started talking loud and Trust me, when I was in the green room preparing my uh, presentation, uh, there's no way I would plan on announcing it that way. Kind of in the monotone, just reading the cards or going through my thoughts of what to say, but not in a way where you're trying to provoke the fans or intimidate the fans or uh, uh, rile up the fans in any way. But, you know, the fans were in such a uh, frenzy at that time, it got me pumped up. And the more they yelled, the more I got fired up. It's kind of like back in the day when we played the Eagles, you know. And the more they yelled, the more we as a team and players got fired up to try to squelch that, that crowd noise. And when you go over in the middle for third and 12 and you catch one for 13 or first down, that's the way to silence it. But unfortunately, in that situation, I couldn't silence it by catching the first down. So I tried to uh, silence it by talking over it and adding more fuel to the fire. Drew, when you came off the stage, what was your interaction with the other legends that were back there? Yeah, it was uh, pretty cool because uh, they were all applauding me and congratulating me. <laughs> and at that point, I didn't think what I had done was any big deal. You know, I feel that I went and delivered my presentation. I did it the way, uh, not necessarily how I had planned it, but I think the way it turned out, it turned out okay. The big fear for me was not necessarily the Eagle crowd, but pronouncing Cheetos Awuze's name right. You know, I said, this kid's waited all his life to have his name called at the draft, and I didn't want to screw it up. So after all that emotion, I had to settle my thoughts down to go through the phonetic pronunciation of Awuze's name. But when I got back to that green room, I was really surprised by the reception I got. I was just gathering up my stuff, and uh, former players are coming up to me congratulating me. Oh, that was the best. You nailed it. You showed those Eagle fans and all that kind of stuff. And by the time uh, they got through congratulating me, that's when the security people came up and they said, your car is ready. We're going to escort you to your car. <laughs> and, and, that's, and I said, yes, sir, let's go. 
It's kind of <laughs> like when I was walking off the field with the uh, catching the Hail Mary. Rayfield Wright and Jethro Q said, you stay between us. We're going to escort you off the field. And uh, this, was, <laughs> this was kind of like that. And uh, so I stayed between the two security guards. So I got to the car. When I got to the hotel, there was another team of security guards there waiting to greet me and take me to my room. So I was well protected, and I needed that protection because those Eagle fans were certainly upset. (laughs) (laughs) When did it hit you, Drew, how big this thing got? I mean, like you say, you've done all these interviews in the next last few days. You've gone viral. You're trending, as they say, all over the Internet. I mean, when did it hit you that, man, this thing is out of control? Well, I started reading all these text messages that I was receiving, and then, you know, I don't tweet or any of that, but I know how important that is in today's world, and you got to participate in that social media, so I have somebody that manages that. And I talked to my guy, Matt Thornton. You know, he texts me. He said, wow, you, you knocked it out of the park. You can't believe what's happening on Twitter. Man, you're trending number one. I didn't even know what that meant, you know? <laughs> I said, I'm number one, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I didn't even know what it meant, you know. So uh, then he explained it to me, and then I started, uh, he started sending me responses via the Twitter, and Jason Witten and uh, Emily Cruz Robbins from the Cowboys, and of course Charlotte Jones tweeted something out. And then all my friends, my kids, and everybody, you nailed it, Dad, you nailed it, Grandpa, and all this, and I'm still shocked because I just I didn't think I did. I've made a lot of presentations to corporate America and that kind of thing, 30, 40, sometimes 50 minutes. And I think I've done a lot of better, lot better presentations in that environment than what I did there in that one minute. But it seemed to be the right kind of presentation with the right kind of uh, excitement coming from me to deal with the atmosphere that was going on right there. So I think that all that together made it what it is now, and everybody's talking about it, and the name Drew Pearson now is now prevalent again out there in the sports world. And that's a good thing, Drew. Hey, Drew, Mm -hmm. thanks so much for the time, and you know what? Thanks for making the 2017 draft (laughs) unforgettable. Okay, guys, thanks for having me, and uh, go Cowboys. (laughs) (laughs) That was former Dallas wide receiver Drew Pearson, last week's entertainment star of the 2017 draft. Up next, our Rick Goslin is going to promote a Chicago Bear for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Hi, Tom Bodette, trying to align my chakras around this hot yoga thing. Yep, they finally found a way to make working out even more uncomfortable. Well, at least with Motel 6, you've got one less thing to sweat. They've got clean, comfortable, and now completely updated rooms at a great low price. So the only thing you're stretching is your dollar. Sounds like my kind of place to namaste. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light and the AC on for you. Book online at motel6.com. Progressive brings you Flowetry with Flow. The better you drive, the more you save. Bears and bats, they live in a cave, but that's irrelevant here. So back to the subject we steer. Snapshot saves you money when you drive safe. I wear corduroy pants. I don't mind that they chafe. The better you drive, the more you can save. With Snapshot from Progressive. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in all states or from all agents. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're like me, you probably rely on your phone to get things done. So I know you'll want to hear about Cabbage's mobile app. Cabbage has created a simple way for business owners to get funding from their phones. Download the mobile app and you can complete the application in minutes and access funds anytime. 
Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses. Download the Cabbage app today or call 888-CABBAGE. That's Cabbage with a K, K K-A-B-B-A-G-E. Here's a little ditty about that John Deere mower deck that mows faster, better. It's not how fast you mow, my friends, it's how well you mow fast. If you just mow fast but your yard looks bad, then you got a lot of ugly grass. You need a John Deere to take care of your yard, you need a Z-Track Z345 home. It's not how fast you mow, my friends, it's how well you mow fast. The XL deck's got more capacity for yards like yours that get to grassity. Want to mow well in a higher gear, see a John Deere dealer, nothing runs like a deer. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. And you probably, probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Talk of Fame Network is also brought to you by Little Caesars, where you can enjoy the half-and-half deep, deep dish Pizza, pizza for only $9 plus taxes. For meat lovers only for a limited time, only at Little Caesars and only at participating locations. Hey, guys, check your calendars. Cinco de Mayo this Friday. You know what? As we usually do this time of year, we salute Hispanic players throughout the NFL, and that would be past, present, or future. And Goose, you're first up with a salute. So this is a Hall of Fame program, right? Other than Anthony Munoz, who's in the hall, and Tony Gonzalez, who's going to be there, who do you want to name or select or choose or nominate, whatever you want, for our Hall of Fame? Who do you want? I'll go with a former player, current coach, Ron Rivera. Won a Super Bowl as a player with the 85 Bears. Took another team to the Super Bowl as a coach, the Carolina Panthers. Ironically, those 85 Bears and 2015 NFC champion Panthers both finished 15-1. and one. If there is an Hispanic Football Hall of Famer, Ron Rivera is a charter member. How about you, Ronnie? Well, certainly, I'm, you know, I'm going to go with Tom Flores. He was a Shocking. trailblazer. First Hispanic starting quarterback in pro football with the Raiders. First Hispanic head coach, also with the Raiders. Uh, first to win the Super Bowl, uh, which he did twice, also with the Raiders. He's also one of a handful of guys with Super Bowl wins as a player. I love that. So, oh, i got to go pour water in my head. Uh, <laughs> player, assistant coach, and head coach. Uh, if the Hall is about history, Tom Flores is carrying a lot of it around. Well, speaking of history, Ron, I'm going with the guy Sports Illustrated name, the toughest Chicano in 1970. Any guesses who that would be? Goose? Ron? I know. Joe Cap. You are correct, sir. Joe Cap. Vikings quarterback in Super Bowl four and the Cal coach for the play. Remember that five lateral kickoff return against Stanford? <laughs> 1982. Ended up with a winning touchdown scored? Yep. Over the Cardinals trombonist. Well, Goose, former Chicago Bear Jimbo Covert didn't score over a trombone player in the NFL, but uh, he was noteworthy. In fact, he uh, did so many good things. I know you want to put him in another hall, and that would be the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You told us why on our website this week. That would be talkoffamenetwork.com. So why don't you tell us again? Well, Clark, I think the revival of Tony Baselli as a Hall of Fame candidate should logically trigger a revival of Jimbo Covert's candidacy. Baselli was an elite left tackle for the Jacksonville Jaguars, was voted to the NFL's first team all-decade team for the 1990s. But it took him nine years to finally get into the Hall of Fame discussion, emerging as a first-time semifinalist for the class of 2016 and then a first-time finalist for the class of 2017. Now, the discussion of Covert's candidacy is even longer overdue. There are 22 position players, both on offense and defense, named to the 1980s NFL All-Decade team. All except one have Buss and Canton. Colvert is the lone omission, and he's never even been a Hall of Fame semifinalist, much less a finalist. Players have a 25-year window of eligibility as modern-era candidates. 
Colbert is entering his 22nd year. He deserves far greater consideration than he's been given thus far. Chicago claimed Colbert with the sixth overall pick of the 1993 draft and plugged him in as a starter. Left tackle as a rookie. Bears led the league in rushing four consecutive seasons and finished in the top three in seven of Colbert's eight years. Walter Payton, by the way, would become the NFL's all-time leading rusher during Colbert's career. Jimbo was selected a team captain in his second season, went to his first Pro Bowl in his third year as the Bears shredded the NFL with a 15-1 record and destroyed Ron's Patriots in the Super Bowl. Oh, like Baselli, injuries ended Colbert's career prematurely. He spent the 91 season on injury reserve following back surgery and never made it back to the field, announcing his retirement in 1992. In his eighth season, the Bears won 68% of their games and six NFC Central titles. Chicago reached the NFC title game three times and won that Super Bowl. He started 110 career games, 20 more than Baselli, yet remains an afterthought in the pages of NFL history. He was selected to the all-time University of Pittsburgh team and has a plaque in the College Football Hall team. I think it's time the NFL showed a little respect and give him his just due in Canton. Hey, Gooseman, was his Hall of Fame co- uh, uh, candidacy be called a covert operation? <laughs> to this point, it's been a covert operation. <laughs> That's right. Hey, that whistle means we're near the end of the first half, and uh, Goose, you've got the two-minute drill. Let's get to it. Okay, guys, who had the best draft? Drew Pearson, best speech in Philadelphia since Ricky Waters. For who? For what? The guys who didn't draft, the Patriots. Look at all the guys they got before the draft. <laughs> who do you now project is the NFL Rookie of the Year? Nobody drafted by Cleveland. O.J. Howard, he could have a big impact in Tampa. Gary Ann Connolly, Joe Mixon, Jordan Lewis, and Caleb Brantley all had recent domestic issues that all were drafted by NFL teams last weekend. So how important is character in this league? Gooseman, you just answered your own question about as important as facts are to Ted Wells. I would say that depends on how fast you run. What does it say about the NCAA's Power Five conferences when a player from Western Michigan becomes a fifth overall pick of an NFL draft? Well, it should tell you, Rick Gosselin, that Michigan State was asleep at the wheel. <laughs> Tells Ouch. me nothing except that a blind squirrel finds an acorn once in a while. Three kickers were drafted last week in a one deep snapper, but no punters. Is the punting that good in the NFL or that bad in the NCAA? That good in the NFL, but you know what? Much better on the Thames. I say it's about the bad. It's more about missing legs in the NCAA than peg leg Pete's in the NFL. A record 21 underclassmen were drafted in the first round. If you're a football player, what's the point of working toward a college degree? So you can read a watch and tell Andy Reid when to take timeouts. Uh, judging what I've, what I've seen in 43 years covering this stuff, most of these kids believe not much. Christian McCaffrey, Ed McCaffrey, or Mr. Christian? That'd be Fletcher Christian. Got to spend the rest of his life in Tahiti. Uh, Christian Bale, if he ain't a player, he can at least act like one. Alabama and Michigan had 10 players apiece selected in the NFL draft. So why didn't Michigan play Alabama in the national title game? Because Tampa wasn't big enough for Nick Saban's and Jim Harbaugh's egos. <laughs> ah, because Jim, Jim Harbaugh didn't have Deshaun Watson at quarterback, and Clemson did. Players win, coaches watch. Well, that's the end of our first half, but stay where you are. We'll be back with Chicago's Dan Pompey and San Francisco General Manager John Lynch in the next 60 minutes. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. This is Jim Kelly, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network, the best. Hi, Tom Bodette. According to the dad bod craze, the lumpy, less-than-chiseled look is now totally in. 
So you could say I'm in the best shape of my life, and so is Motel 6. They've updated their properties nationwide with contemporary everything, still for the same low price you've come to expect. So your wallet can feel a little pleasantly plump, too. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. It's time for breakfast at Burger King. Remember at Burger King, I got the three for 89 cent pancake deal? Yeah. I tried to take one. But they're 89 cents. Yeah. You can spare one. I understand, but you know what I said. Well, you said respect the stack. And did you? No, because I like pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> respect that stack. Get three pancakes for just 89 cents. That's three fluffy golden pancakes for 89 cents now at Burger King. Here's another great breakfast deal. Two croissant sandwiches for just $4. Only at Burger King. Limited time at participating Burger King restaurants. Why did we do it? Why did Little Caesars put four delicious deep, deep dish slices of our pepperoni, Italian sausage, and bacon-covered three-meat treat next to four slices of our deep, deep dish pepperoni and offer these two pizzas for nine bucks? Because we can. <laughs> ah, the new hot and ready deep, deep dish half and half pizza. Nine bucks, only at Little Caesars. At participating locations plus tax. Pizza, pizza. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're like me, you probably rely on your phone to get things done. So I know you'll want to hear about Cabbage's mobile app. Cabbage has created a simple way for business owners to get funding from their phones. Download the mobile app and you can complete the application in minutes and access funds anytime. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses. Download the Cabbage app today or call 888-CABBAGE. That's Cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. What the hell are we waiting on? Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Do you want it or not? Rick Gosselin. Do you understand there's a price to pay? And Clark Judge. Can we have fun? You're damn right. I demand that we have fun. Hey, Ron Borges. Yes, sir. You know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? Means if I was on the horn 15 minutes ago, I'd have a little more cash in my pocket. Smart man. You know what? Listen to Ron Borges. We demand that you go to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Says Rex Ryan. You know what? Go. Save yourself a lot of money. Hey, welcome back to hour number two of the Talk of Fame Network. Coming up, we're going to hear from Hall of Fame voter Dan Pompey on the Bears' choice of quarterbacks, as well as 49ers general manager and Hall of Fame candidate John Lynch. You might expect uh, both are going to be talking about the draft that was just completed in Philadelphia, which makes sense since uh, that's what this week's program is all about. But, uh, hey, Derek, I'm talking to our producer, Derek Burns. Derek, before we get to them and before we go farther, you do me a favor. Can you give me one more shot of the people we love from the city of brotherly love? Just one more shot. <laughs> you just can't. You can't get enough of that. Anyway. Speaking of the draft, Gooseman, you ran a poll last week on our website, talkoffamenetwork.com. I don't think they were booing that, but you were asking uh, which first-round draft pick, and I mean first-round draft pick ever in NFL history, was the best value. And you had eight outstanding choices. Um, you know, Jim Brown, Jerry Rice, Dan Marino. Anyway, who won? Jerry Rice in a fairly close vote over Emmett Smith, Dan Marino, and Jim Brown. He got uh, only 29% of the vote. But there was no lover, love for defense in this poll. Derek Brooks, Dale Green, Ed Reed, scant support. 
you're our historian, Dr. Data, who would have gotten your vote. When you get the best player who ever played the game on the sixth overall pick of a draft, you've done well. That would be Jim Brown. I don't think Jerry Rice was the sixth overall pick. Ron? I cannot believe that my dear friend of many decades <laughs> has been peeking over my shoulder, cribbing my nose. <laughs> Jim Brown, you stole Jim Brown from me, and he got stole. Five guy teams passed on the greatest football player, forget about running back, to ever play, and he was a better lacrosse player, which, of course, really it, he raises was. him in my eyes. He was a great lacrosse player, but you know what? You guys got it wrong. The fans got this one right. They got it right. This one's a slam dunk, Goose. Jerry Rice. Yeah. Jerry Rice. I remember talking once to, uh, that would be friend of the show, Mike Shanahan, and I asked him, you know, just to evaluate the 49ers wide receiver, and he said, you know something about Jerry? He's not only the best wide receiver ever played, he's the best player of all time. And, you know, you look at everything he did, longevity, productivity, success, Goose Man, <laughs> hard to argue. Clark, Easy Jim Brown played nine seasons, won eight NFL rushing titles. Not many guys can say they were the best player in the game every season of their career. Jerry Rice can't, Emmett Smith can't, no one can, no one can except Jim Brown. Yeah, that's because Jerry Rice played about 80 years. He wasn't the best player every season of his career, no matter how long he played. Including played the first one. Best player yes, sir. of all time. Jim Brown, Jim Brown was a football player. <laughs> okay. Came well, in speaking, great, left great. Speaking of Like debates, you, Clark. What? <laughs> Just like you. Came in great, left great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Until you. this show. <laughs> <laughs> Until this debate. <laughs> anyway, uh, speaking of debates, uh, I want to go back to this year's draft and what happened there um, because this is a draft show. Uh, we already talked about the Bears' reach of Mitch Trubisky at the second position, as I said last week. Um, you know, it would make me nervous to uh, mortgage my future on a quarterback with 13 collegiate starts, who was 8-5, and five, but uh, worse it, it would be tough, I think, to, to mortgage it on someone who reminds me on, and reminds me of, of, of Blaine Gabbert. I don't know what he reminds you of, Ron, but uh, uh, he reminds me of Blaine Gabbert. Uh, you have any comparisons with this guy? Well, uh, not personality-wise, but talent. He reminds me a little bit of Jay Cutler and Jeff George, guys with great individual talent that mm -hmm. shows up at workouts. You really look great in you know, workouts. You can throw every throw and all that. Uh, but you never lift your team. And if you can't lift your team in college with a competition that's less intense than the NFL, what makes you think he can do it? in the greatest league that there is, with, and, and with minimal experience, how's he going to be a, a difference maker? Well, That's good question. And, yeah. and those questions I think should be asked by John Fox, who's the head coach and Goose Man. Uh, if you're John Fox, you're coming off a 3-13 and season, you need to win, and you just drafted a quarterback who may not be ready for a year at least. How do you feel? I feel like i got one year left in my contract. You know, there's going to be <laughs> pressure to play Trubisky right away. That spells doom for a bad team. Look at how Jared Goff struggled last season when the Rams had to put him on the field. He was the first right. overall pick of a draft. The only way a rookie quarterback can survive is to plug him onto a team that's already lined up with a formidable offensive cast like the Cowboys did with Dak Prescott a year ago. The Bears do not have a formidable offensive cast. Goose, what do you think we're going to be saying about the Bears or, or this guy, Mitch Trubisky, in three years? Well, I think Trubisky will still be there, but I doubt John Fox will be his coach, nor do I think Ryan Pace will be his general manager. You know, he has a steep learning curve, and the bad plays may outnumber the good ones for the first few seasons as he gains experience. Uh, Clark, I think we're going to be saying, what was he thinking coming out of uh, North Carolina that quickly, and what were the Bears <laughs> thinking taking him? Both of yeah. them should have done their hardest thing to do in life, be patient. Yeah, right. Well, speaking of being impatient, Goose, I'll start with you on another position. That's running back. Cincinnati's pick of running back Joe Mixon in the second round. Um, listen, I know he has first-round talent, but he also has a video 
anyone knows, of him knocking out a young woman. Uh, and a similar video, of course, ended Ray Rice's career. So why were the Bengals so quick to jump on Joe Mixon? Because he was the best running back in a draft. Because Mixon had a sit down with the victim this month, and she agreed that it was time for both parties to move on with their lives. And that was good enough for the Bengals. I also think that this, it's because Ray Rice is at the end of his career and Mixon's at the start. That's the main reason. Uh, and the second uh, is it appears that this is a one-time incident, at least as far as anybody knows. And talent plus youth absolves many sins in the NFL, especially in Cincinnati, which I consider the boys' town for wayward football <laughs> players. <laughs> well, that, I, I, I understand all that, guys. But there's going to be a PR fallout. In fact, there already has been. And the ABC affiliate in Cincinnati is calling for a boycott. A Bengals game, so someone out there doesn't like it. And and I'll be honest, Goose, for the life of me, I'd like to know why Katie Blackburn, who's Mike Brown's daughter and executive VP of the team and someone who's running more and more of the operation and a Dartmouth College graduate, why she signed off on this? It wasn't her call. It was her father's call. Now, the Bengals have a history of drafting and signing players at risk. Mike Brown dictates the philosophy of the franchise, not Katie. Yeah, and I'd say two things. First off, you know, ABC's calling for a boycott because they don't have the games. And... <laughs> And Katie is VP, meaning someone else is the P, and the P calls the shots, as the goose man said. So, you know, she can stop her feet. She can say whatever she wants. She can pull out her Dartmouth yellow sweater or whatever it is they call those things up there, and it ain't going to make any difference. He's, this is what he does. How many of these kinds of guys has he signed? It's almost yeah, like he looks for them. He but, looks but, for them. but she's taking more and more control of that team. When you go to the league meetings, Katie Blackburn's the one coming out of those meetings. Well, maybe, um, but she wasn't. Apparently, she didn't have any control in the draft room because yeah, well, you know, they took this guy. Ron, I, I can't let you go without mentioning your Raiders here. I'm talking about Joe Mixon. I want to talk now about Gary Great Conley. job. We can <laughs> just stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> he took him with their first pick, and, yeah, he's he's another one. Talented cornerback. He fills a position of need. That's great. He's also been accused of rape. Well, he has been, but I would this. don't. Well, I would say this. An accusation is not a conviction. And at this point, it's not even a charge. Uh, because no, he hasn't been charged with anything by uh, police that are investigating. Look, he claims to have passed the lie detector test, which you all know are unreliable. He's also claimed that he would take a DNA test after the draft to exonerate himself further. Uh, and I know out there they're confident that the accusations ultimately will be proven false. We'll, okay. we'll find out. But we just have to remember that it's pretty un-American to think an accusation is a conviction. Yeah, but he did fall in the draft because of that. I mean, oh, he did. Up. Well, sure, no, he was did. Interested. But, I mean, it wasn't like even that. It wasn't like you had video, you had, you know, right. an arrest. All you had was somebody saying something. If, well, if that's could, that's why the Mixon thing confounds me. You have video, and that is right. damning for any player or any, anyone, period. Oh, um, okay, guys, want to run you through a uh, couple quick questions here. Goose, best value pick of the draft. Batman tight end O.J. Howard of the Bucks at 19. Tight ends are a weapon, and he will accelerate the development of Jameis Winston into a franchise quarterback. Ron? Uh, Utah's Isaac Asiata by Miami in the fifth round. They, they think he's going to be an immediate starter at guard and eventually uh, may be able to uh, be shifted even possibly to tackle. Okay. Goose, worst pick of the draft. All three of the quarterbacks selected in the first round were reaches. I don't think talent-wise any of them belong in the top 20, maybe not in the top 30, but they all went in the top 12. So pick a quarterback, any quarterback. Mitch Trubisky. Oh, Got LeBron. <laughs> Got you Go uh, worst pick was the Patriots' non-picks. They've selected only one player in the first two rounds over the past two years, meaning they've taken one of the first 133 players. <laughs> Something tells me long-term, that's a problemo. Okay, most surprising pick, lastly, most surprising pick. Yeah, Sidney Jones going to the Eagles, second round, 43, cornerback, blows Achilles. I don't know any cornerbacks ever come back from an Achilles. 
Uh, I think Kansas City's given up a ton to move up 17 slots and take a uh, friend of the show, Patrick Mahomes. We hope he makes it, but that was a don't reach. Like, don't like knocking the friend of the show. I'll tell you what I do like, though, guys. I like going to commercial because our producer, Derek Burns, he's waving at me saying, let's go to commercial. So go to commercial. We will. When we return, we'll hear from Dan Pompey on the Bears and Mitch Trubisky. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. This is Jason Taylor, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Hi, Tom Bodette. Apparently, the hip thing for businesses to do these days is target millennials. So it may sound sus coming from this baby boomer, but Motel 6 is a V-great place for your squad to stay woke or asleep. The updated rooms are hashtag blessed with contemporary floors, bedding, and flat screen TVs that are totally on fleek. Plus, their prices are always low AF. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll keep it lit for you. Book online at motel6.com. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're like me, you probably rely on your phone to get things done. So I know you'll want to hear about Cabbage's mobile app. Cabbage has created a simple way for business owners to get funding from their phones. Download the mobile app and you can complete the application in minutes and access funds anytime. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses. Download the Cabbage app today or call 888-CABBAGE. That's Cabbage with a K, K K-A-B-B-A-G-E. Here's a little ditty about that John Deere mower deck that mows faster, better. It's not how fast you mow, my friends, it's how well you mow fast. If you just mow fast, but your yard looks bad, then you got a lot of ugly grass. You need a John Deere to take care of your yard. You need a Z-Track Z345 horse. It's not how fast you mow, my friends, it's how well you mow fast. The XL deck's got more capacity for yards like yours that get to grassity. You want to mow well in the higher gear, see a John Deere dealer, nothing runs like a deer. It's time for breakfast at Burger King. Remember at Burger King, I got the three for 89 cent pancake deal? Yeah. I tried to take one. But they're 89 cents. Yeah. You can spare one. I understand, but you know what I said. Well, you said respect the stack. And did you? No, because I like pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> respect that stack. Get three pancakes for just 89 cents. That's three fluffy golden pancakes for 89 cents now at Burger King. Here's another great breakfast deal. Two croissant sandwiches for just $4. Only at Burger King. Limited time at participating Burger King restaurants. A good night's sleep starts with the right pillow. That's where my pillow comes in. And now for a limited time, just go to mypillow.com, click the radio listener special tab, and use promo code SKY to get two premium king or queen pillows and two additional go-anywhere travel pillows all for 50% off and free shipping. That's MyPillow.com promo code SKY or call 1-800-635-1825 1-800-635-1825 Geico presents a voicemail from your friend Bicycle. Uh, <laughs> hello, it's, it's, it's your bike here. So about last night, sorry I kind of just ran off with that bike thief. I just want you to know it's not anything you did. And, and I'm not trying to make excuses here, but I do have wheels. They roll. Anyway, hope you're insured. I'll see your stolen grill says, hey. When your stuff runs off, it doesn't pay you back. Luckily, the GEICO Insurance Agency makes getting coverage a snap. Visit GEICO.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. Talk to Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. And you probably, probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. 
We're also brought to you by Little Caesars, where you can enjoy the half-and-half deep-deep dish pizza pizza for only $9 plus tax. It's for meat lovers only for a limited time, only at Little Caesars, and only at participating locations. Here's the commissioner with the second pick in the 2017 NFL Draft. The Chicago Bears select Mitchell Trubisky, quarterback, well, North Carolina. Hello, Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> well, hello, we addressed that draft pick last hour, and it's so mind-boggling. Do you know what? We're going to hammer it again, this time with someone on the inside, and that someone, of course, would be Hall of Fame voter and longtime friend of the show, Dan Pompey, who joins us again from Chicago. Dan, thanks for doing this. Good to be with you guys. Always good to Join my good friends. It's uh, Ron and Rick on here, Dan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he loves us, Black. As for you, not so much. <laughs> hey, Dan. Uh, good let's, friends. My there friends. you go. Um, okay, the Trubisky draft choice. Where do you stand on it? Good, bad, ugly? What do you think? Well, you know, I think it's certainly a risky pick. Uh, when you looked at the situation the Bears were in, I, I was shocked by it because I thought they needed help for this year, and they needed help in a lot of different areas so I thought they needed more draft picks than they had not fewer and uh, there were some players there where they were picking at number three uh, I thought who could have been of immediate help and were as close to sure things you could get guys like Solomon Thomas and Jamal Adams and they chose to trade up and give away a third round pick and a fourth round pick and another third round pick in order to take a quarterback who I don't think is going to be able to help them much this year. By all accounts of people I've spoken with, he's probably at least a year away. So it was, uh, it was a different pick. But I'll say this. If Mitch Trubisky is what Ryan Pace believes he is, then it's all good because there's no price that you could put on a quarterback who can transform your franchise. So it's going to be interesting to see how he develops and what the Bears can do with him. Dan, why were they so sold on a guy with 13 career starts? Why does he believe what he believes, that this guy's going to be a franchise guy? Well, I guess, you know, they like everything they've seen, and they like the measurables and the ability. So they, they think that he can keep doing what he did at North Carolina over a very short period of time. But certainly, you know, that's, that's risky, as, as you guys know. I mean... Normally the players who are chosen up at the top of the draft are guys who have a little bit bigger resume. I think maybe Carson Wentz might have helped them come to the conclusion that Trubisky could be okay. You know, Wentz had only 23 starts in college and uh, threw only he threw 612 passes compared to 572 for Trubisky. So they're somewhat comparable. And then, uh, you know, Wentz did okay as a rookie. I think he's got, most people would say he's got a pretty bright future, but... You know, you'd like to have seen these guys face more adversity and, you know, have a, a bigger body of work, kind of have an ebb and flow of their career to judge them by, see them go out there with different receivers year to year, uh, see how they handle defensive adjustments and how they, they react to more scrutiny. You know, there's so much that happens over the course of a quarterback playing for two, three years in college that you didn't get to really see with Mitch Trubisky. How's this gone over uh, in Chicago with long-suffering Bears fans? Well, Mitch Trubisky went to the uh, Bulls game the night he was the night after he was drafted. By most uh, accounts, there were at least a good portion of booze. So <laughs> I thought he was in Philadelphia. 
yeah. and, and I think that was a statement less about Trubisky and more about the selection. You guys might have seen there were some YouTube videos online about you know when they announced the pick about fans just uh, saying what are they doing and you know dropping their jaws and all that sort of thing. So a lot of people were very surprised by the pick. Uh, you know I think uh, in Chicago people value defense and they, they value the running game and I think everyone was kind of anticipating the Bears would take advantage of a strong defensive crop of players and try to help themselves in that way. We're speaking with Hall of Fame voter Dan Pompey of Bleacher Report and The Athletic and you can find Dan on Twitter at at Dan Pompey, and you can follow us on the web at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at at talkoffamenet. And Dan, there were stories saying that uh, John Fox, who's the coach of the Bears, of course, uh, first learned what the Bears were doing um, only hours before they made the pick. I, I'm wondering, A, is that true? And, and B, if it is, what does it say about that organization where the GM doesn't clue in the head coach on a move that may determine the futures of both these guys? Yeah, I haven't found anything uh, that made me believe that that was accurate. You know, I think uh, Fox clearly was in on all the evaluation uh, processes that led them to liking Trubisky. Fox was with the, the group when they went to visit him on a, a private uh, dinner, private interview uh, in North Carolina. And uh, I think he knew what was going on. I mean, you know, maybe it's possible that they didn't completely come to the point where they knew that they were going to trade up until shortly before. I'm not sure. To be honest with you, I'm not really privy to all their inner workings of what happened that day. But I'll say this, though. If I were John Fox, I wouldn't be crazy about the pick, given that he is in the third year of a contract. In the first two years, uh, the Bears did not do very well, and he's going to be under pressure to win this year. And he could have had a player who would have helped them win this year, and he got one who probably is not going to help them win this year. Dan, Mike Glennon reportedly said he felt cheated. Should he feel cheated? I don't know. Would you feel cheated, Goose, if you had $18 million put in your pocket after... Uh, you should ask uh, Ron. He's the guy that's got the $18 million. Years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, welcome to the NFL. This yeah. is how it works. And, you know, hey, the bottom line about Mike Lennon, if he goes out and he performs well, he makes the team win this year because they're saying that, you know, no matter what, he's the starter this year. If he does everything that, that he thinks he can do well, He's going he's gonna to keep getting paid, and he's going to be in a good position for the rest of his career because uh, we all know that, that the NFL values production over all else. So, uh, and, and a good quarterback especially is always going to get a chance. Well, I'll tell you, Dan, you give me $18 million, you can beat me yeah. about the head with a rubber hose, and I'm fine with it. <laughs> well, you know, and, and it's not like he's had this great career up to this point either that you would think <laughs> yeah, he should throw all right. kinds of money and guarantees at him either. So, but... You know, he, he's in a tough spot. This happened to him once before when, uh, you know, the, the one regime loved him in Tampa and then the next regime came in and Jameis Winston fell into their laps and they, they drafted him and, and Glennon was kind of shuffled off to the side. So he's obviously thinking, well, is this history repeating itself again? Right. One quick question, the obvious bottom line question. Are they a better team than, than the team that went 3-13 and last year at this point or are they not? Well, I think... If you looked at them on paper at the beginning of last year, and you looked at them at the beginning of paper now, you'd probably say no. They're, you know, maybe their their depth is better, I think, but they still could end up being a better team record-wise if Glennon is a quarterback who can at least provide them with some consistency. You know, they had three different quarterbacks last year, pretty much split the season for them, 
the other thing is they, they had a lot of their key players got hurt last year, a lot of the, the kind of building block players that they thought were going to uh, make impacts and kind of develop. So, you know, if they if they stay healthier, and I, I don't, you know, I don't see them being a great team, but they uh, they certainly can be a better team if 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 their plan unfolds the way they hope it will. Hey Dan, thanks as always, and uh, good luck to the season. <laughs> okay, guys, thank you, appreciate it. Thanks, 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 Dan. Now this Hall of Fame voter Dan Pompey from Chicago up next. Hall of Fame candidate, that's 49ers general manager John Lynch. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. A good night's sleep starts with the right pillow. That's where MyPillow comes in. And now for a limited time, just go to MyPillow.com, click the radio listener special tab, and use promo code SKY to get two premium king or queen pillows and two additional go-anywhere travel pillows, all for 50% off and free shipping. That's MyPillow.com, promo code SKY, or call 1-800-635-1825. 1-800-635-1825. It's time for breakfast at Burger King. Remember at Burger King, I got the three for 89 cent pancake deal? Yeah. I tried to take one. But they're 89 cents. Yeah. You can spare one. I understand, but you know what I said. Well, you said respect the stack. And did you? No, because I like pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> respect that stack. Get three pancakes for just 89 cents. That's three fluffy golden pancakes for 89 cents now at Burger King. Here's another great breakfast deal. Two croissant sandwiches for just $4. Only at Burger King. Limited time at participating Burger King restaurants. Geico presents a voicemail from your friend, Washing Machine. Hi, it's Washing Machine. It's about, oh, 7 o'clock on Wednesday. So... Good news, bad news. First, I found your lost sock. Exciting. Also, I might have maybe flooded the whole basement. It's going to be pretty expensive. But hey, at least you got that sock. Your washing machine won't pay for water damage. Luckily, one call to the Geico Insurance Agency makes it easy to switch and save on homeowners insurance. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're like me, you probably rely on your phone to get things done. So I know you'll want to hear about Cabbage's mobile app. Cabbage has created a simple way for business owners to get funding from their phones. Download the mobile app and you can complete the application in minutes and access funds anytime. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses. Download the Cabbage app today or call 888-CABBAGE. That's Cabbage with a K, K K-A-B-B-A-G-E. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Little Caesars, where you can enjoy the half-and-half deep, deep dish pizza pizza for only $9 plus tax. It's for meat lovers only. For a limited time, only at Little Caesars and only at participating locations. We're also brought to you by Geico, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. And you know what? You probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Well, John Lynch is no stranger to this program. We've had him on here as a Hall of Fame candidate, which, of course, he is. In fact, he's been a top 10 finalist for Kent in the past two years. But last week, last week, he looked more like a Hall of Fame general manager, too, with shrewd drafting that has... 49er fans excited again, and I know because I used to cover that team, and, and it's been a while, but uh, it, it's really good to have the 49ers buzz around. Uh, John, first of all, thanks for rejoining us. And second, you just experienced your first draft as a general manager. What lesson did you take from it? Oh, gosh, there's so many, uh, Clark, that I, that I took that I'll keep with me as I move forward uh, in this new role that I'm 
that I'm at. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, I think one of them that stands out to me in the fourth round, you know, we, we actually traded up and got a young man uh, running back out of Utah, Joe Williams. And, uh, you know, there was a time during the draft process where I had basically taken him off our board. He wasn't off the board, but he just was really pushed down. And that's because of, as it was, uh, as I understood it, he had quit his team at Utah. Kyle Shanahan, who I'm working with and uh, is is just doing a tremendous job, kind of resurrected him one day when he came up to my office and said, "We we got to watch this." And and we sat there and started watching the film when he rejoined the team in Utah, and we started watching. And the the talent was undeniable. So I went back and tried to put the put the story together. All I remember hearing is he had quit his team. And to me, if you've done that, you're done with me. I'm done with you. And, uh, you know, went back and learned that there were some other circumstances involved. He had lost his sister in his arms when he was a younger kid and had never been able to forgive himself for that. Issues associated with that, depression and things that he's very open about. And uh, then I, I got on the phone with his head coach at Utah, and he kind of explained the situation. He said he did not quit on his team. He was mentally and physically worn down. What that prompted him to do is get some help, and he got that help and finally forgave himself for, for the whole deal. So it's a great story, but had Kyle never done that, we would have never drafted this kid, and we think, and, and you know, you guys, I think a lot of people are praising us for what we were able to do with the draft. You guys know much better than I do because you've been covering this forever. Let's wait and see in three to five years how this thing works out. <laughs> right, but right. Uh, he, he's another one of these these young men that we think has a very bright future. And uh, now he's got to go to work, but we're happy to have him. Hey, John, would Stanford have revoked your alumni club membership had you traded out of the second pick and lost out of Tom Thomas? <laughs> <laughs> they might have. Uh, they might have. Um, you know, the, the nice thing that Solomon did is he, he made it easy for me <laughs> because it wasn't a reach. He checks all the boxes quick, fast. He's got power up there. He's a tremendous finisher. You know, it's, it's great to be able to take a, a player who's, who's been all of that, but I still think has a huge room for growth. Uh, and I think he's got room uh, literally for growth, um, you know, to, to become a bigger kid. And I think his game will grow as well. So he, he made it easy such that uh, the, the Stanford allegiance, um, although it's there, uh, I didn't have to do it just because of that, because uh, Solomon's such a such a great special football player. There's been some draft types, uh, John, who have compared his upside possibilities to uh, Simeon Rice, who you know pretty well, and that's a pretty large upside, it would seem to me. Do you see sort of any similarities between uh, the two of them, their game, or at least what his potential is? Well, I think with Solomon, I, Simeon's more of an edge rusher. I think uh, Solomon. You know, and my, Michael Bennett's a guy I really see uh, Solomon comparing to the, in their stature, and uh, I think in the versatility. Michael Bennett's a guy, and in, in we're going to be playing a similar scheme. You can play him outside. He can also move inside uh, to the three-technique position and rush inside in the nickel pass rush. So I think Solomon's going to have great versatility. You know, I hope he's like Simeon um, in sacking the quarterback. Simeon did that very well. And uh, I think Solomon can can do that as well. So, you know, he's just a very impactful football player, and it, it's a guy that when he was there, that was an easy one. And and uh, you know, then because of a of a trade that we made with the Chicago Bears right prior to the draft, we had a bunch of am, ammunition in a draft where we already had a ton of picks. And you know, one of my favorite players in this draft was Reuben Foster out of Alabama. 
And uh, I kind of thought he might slide because of some shoulder things, some other things. But I thought around 9 or 10, he was gone. He didn't go there. And then we started feverly uh, working the phones to try to try to trade up uh, for an opportunity to get him. We were at 34. Ultimately, we uh, were able to move up to 31 uh, right at the end of the of uh, of that pick, and uh, just in time, we're able to secure Ruben Foster. So it was a tremendous first round for us, and uh, we're thrilled to have two two really what we believe are going to be game changing players for the 49ers for years to come. You're speaking with San Francisco GM and Hall of Fame candidate John Lynch on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us on the web at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at at talkoffamenet. And John. Since you mentioned Reuben Foster, um, that really did seem like a steal at, at 31 um, because mostly he was considered a top 10 or maybe even a higher pick. But you mentioned the shoulder situation. He also dropped because of character concerns. And, and I wanted to ask you, are they concerns to the 49ers? And, and if not, why not? Well, you know, I, I, when I was at first asked that in the uh, press conference in, in San Fran after, and somebody asked me that, and I said, well, you know, I would tell you that Reuben's character is what drew me to him. Uh, he's a guy who who uh, can ignite a room with his excitement, with his passion. The kid hasn't been in, in trouble much. He's been around some, some bad things that have happened. Uh, he did have the situation at the Combine. We talked with, with Ruben about that being sent home, uh, and he, he was apologetic for that, both to the gentleman uh, at the Combine publicly and to us. And, uh, you know, there was a, a diluted test at the Combine as well. Uh, something after conversation we got comfortable with. We understand, like all our players, we're going to have to put a support system, a structure around Ruben, but we feel like his character is really one of his strong traits. He hasn't been in trouble at Alabama. Uh, he's a tremendous player, sideline to sideline, and he will hit anything that moves. Really my kind of guy, and uh, I think uh, a real special player. It wasn't really a, a need for us, uh, that, that stack linebacker position, but I think when you have a player of his talent, you don't worry about need. You just you just try try like heck to get him, and we were fortunate to to be able to do that. Hey, John, I want to go back to um, Williams. There's a history in this league of running backs going in the middle rounds and hitting, becoming good players, becoming Pro Bowl players. Can Williams be one of those guys? Can he be a lead back and a and a guy that can uh, become a Pro Bowler for you? We believe, you know, you're always uh, a little hesitant a little reticent to make those kind of comments about a young man you don't want to put the pressure on them but you know one thing i i kyle shanahan's incredibly bright and uh you know experienced albeit he's a younger guy he's been around the game for a long time uh, as a coach and just being around his dad and it's all pretty much been in the same system so one thing i've learned with bobby turner who's our running back coach who's been with mike shanahan for years and kyle for a number of years and kyle they really have a great eye for exactly what fits in our system. And they just felt like, uh, and, and I grew to believe with them that uh, he was a tremendous fit and really a fit in any system, but in particular with what we're going to try to do, uh, we can see him flourishing. So I think he does have that in him. Uh, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, and but uh, we, we do believe he's extremely talented. If it's there, Bobby Turner will get it out. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I love the way he coaches Reminds me a lot of the, the guys I was around at Tampa, you know, the Marinellis, the Lovey Smiths, the Herm Edwards, the Mike Tomlins. And he reminds me of the, the, the offensive when I first went to Denver. I told him that. He reminded me of the way the guys taught defense in, in, uh, in Tampa. They demanded a lot, uh, but they were well-liked. And that's the way Bobby Turner is. And 
you know, I'm thrilled. One of the coolest things after the draft is uh, Kyle and I got to tell Bobby that he didn't have a choice, that he was going to go back to Canton and watch his, uh, his pupil Terrell Davis go in. And <laughs> Kyle said, you know, even if we have a game, you're going, Bobby, and you don't have a choice. And so, you know, he kind of teared up, and that was pretty special uh, part of draft day for us as well. Hey, John, thanks so much for the time. I know this is a busy, busy week for you, but thanks so much for uh, spending time with us. Absolutely. Enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. That was Ford Nose GM and Hall of Fame candidate John Lynch. Coming up, why Ron would like to see an NFL band go up in smoke. Hi, Tom Bodette, trying to align my chakras around this hot yoga thing. Yep, they finally found a way to make working out even more uncomfortable. Well, at least with Motel 6, you've got one less thing to sweat. They've got clean, comfortable, and now completely updated rooms at a great low price. So the only thing you're stretching is your dollar. Sounds like my kind of place to namaste. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light and the AC on for you. Book online at motel6.com. Why did we do it? Why did Little Caesars put four delicious deep, deep dish slices of our pepperoni Italian sausage and bacon-covered three-meat treat next to four slices of our deep, deep dish pepperoni and offer these two pizzas for nine bucks? Because we can. <laughs> the new hot and ready deep, deep dish half and half pizza. Nine bucks, only at Little Caesars. At participating locations plus tax. Pizza, pizza. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're like me, you probably rely on your phone to get things done. So I know you'll want to hear about Cabbage's mobile app. Cabbage has created a simple way for business owners to get funding from their phones. Download the mobile app and you can complete the application in minutes and access funds anytime. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses. Download the Cabbage app today or call 888-CABBAGE. That's Cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E. Here's a little ditty about that John Deere mower deck that mows faster, better. It's not how fast you mow, my friends, it's how well you mow fast. If you just mow fast but the yard looks bad, then you got a lot of ugly grass. You need a John Deere to take care of your yard, you need a Z-Track Z345 hole. It's not how fast you mow, my friends, it's how well you mow fast. The XL deck's got more capacity for yards like yours that get to grassity. Want to mow well in the higher gear, see a John Deere dealer, nothing runs like a deer. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. I'll tell you what matters. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Little Caesars, where you can enjoy the half-and-half deep-deep dish pizza for only $9 plus taxes. For meat lovers only, for a limited time, only Little Caesars and only at participating locations. Just can't get enough. Yeah, yeah, that's audio from last week's NFL drafting. Gooseman, you're a smart guy. Any idea whom they were booing? Clark, you are as predictable as the heat in Phoenix. It's Roger Goodell. <laughs> of course, in Philadelphia, it could be anyway, Gooseman. It could be Roger Goodell, Drew Pearson, London Fletcher, Frank Rizzo, Santa Claus. I don't know. Uh, but yes, as a matter of fact, it was our esteemed commissioner. Ronnie, my guess is, uh, man, that was just a warm-up band for what's next in Foxborough, and that's the... Uh, it is if the commissioner has the guts or the temerity to show up for the season opener. So you're in Foxborough. You cover the Patriots. What are the chances that their fans one-up our Broad Street bullies? Or better yet, what are the chances the commissioner demands police protection? <laughs> oh, I don't think he'll need that. He'll just land right there on a helicopter on the 50-yard line. He'll be good. 
Yeah, and they'll boo. I imagine they'll boo. But, you know, to me, Clark, that whole thing's becoming pretty uh, trite. If he was being booed by the owners, he'd have something to worry about. These guys, uh, these fans want to boo. And forget the booing. Speak with your wallet. Don't watch. Don't buy paraphernalia. Otherwise, sit down and shut up. Well, I want to boo. I'm not going to sit down and shut up. Hey, uh, I thought that was the perfect setup anyway, Ron, for what's next. You know what? And what's next is... Well, this time of year, NFL personnel spends a lot of hours watching old film. Apparently, Clark's friend Roger Goodell has been doing much the same. At a time when 29 states in the District of Columbia have legalized at least some form of marijuana use and eight states plus D.C. have legalized recreational marijuana, LFA launched into an anti-marijuana tirade recently that seemed to argue for a re-release of the 1936 film Reefer Madness. In trying to defend the league's archaic marijuana policies, which regularly succeed only in getting talented players suspended, Goodell claimed marijuana had, quote, addictive, had an addictive nature, unquote. Uh, he said there are a lot of compounds in marijuana that may not be healthy for the players long-term. Addictive nature of marijuana? A league that regularly pumps its players full of Vicodin, Oxycontin, and other powerful opiates and fills their joints so full of butazolidine they couldn't run in the Kentucky Derby? And he's worried about marijuana's addictive nature? Bogus. If the addictive nature of substances is Goodell's concern, why is the NFL charge liquor companies millions to advertise on their games? What's more addictive, weed or whiskey? In a league that regularly asks its players to perform with injuries that would debilitate every other professional athlete except hockey players, Roger Goodell thinks marijuana is what's bad for his players? Bogus. Not as bad as playing football, frankly. That's a big part of the reason many of these guys are smoking weed in the first place. They're self-medicating. As we all know, if there's one thing that is uppermost in the minds of NFL coaches and executives, though, it is the health and safety of their players. Bogus. That's why they send them out to play each Sunday with broken bones, sprained knees, separated shoulders, and concussions, and filled with enough Toradol they could be run over by a freight train and not notice until midnight. Afterwards, they might roll a, bo a bone to, to dull the pain. According to a lawsuit against the league filed by 1,800 former NFL players, they alleged rampant abuse of prescription drugs. In 2012, each team prescribed, on average, 5,777 doses of anti-inflammatories and 2,278 doses of narcotics. The NFL has 32 teams with rosters of 53 players. If one does the math, that amounts to an average of nearly 150 doses of dope per player per year. Roger Goodell's worried about the marijuana. Boo that. Whoa. <laughs> well, there's that signal again. We're not blowing smoke. It means uh, we're out of time. It also means Goose is charged at the two-minute drill. Goose, take us home. Let's get it going to it. Villanova, West Georgia, and Youngstown State all had two players selected in the NFL draft. The University of Texas had one. What in the name of Earl Campbell is going on in Austin? Texas is improving, that's what. Good music, bad football. What was the bigger surprise, Mitch Trubisky going in the second overall pick or Florida State running back Dallin Cook sliding to the second round? Andrew Jackson slipping to the Civil War. When you have to promise that none of your friends will come with you, it's probably no surprise you slide in the draft to the second round. With a quarter of a million fans spinning the turnstiles, should the NFL hold the draft in Philadelphia every year? Only if it's catered by Tony Lukes. I would say no. First time's the charm, second time's the yawn. Terry Pagula owns both the Bills and Sabres in Buffalo. In the last two weeks, he's fired two GMs and one head coach. Is anyone safe in Buffalo? Yes, sirree. Short order cook down at Duff's. Not if they work for Terry Pagula, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Taco Bell, Taco Bueno, or Taco Charlton? Taco Bueno because it must be good.
Taco O'Kersey singing Putting on the Ritz. Hit it, Derek. If you're blue and you don't know where <laughs> to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Putting on the Ritz. Okay. <laughs> Give me a scouting report on Seattle's seventh-round draft pick cornerback Mike Tyson. Fast, tough, and we'll eat your ears to prove it. Good hook, weak chin. Or was that the other Tyson? Best first name of a draft pick, Buddha. Obi, Chidobi, Corn, or Tack? Buddha. Every time he's on the field, it's a religious experience. None of them. Tease. Tease Tabor. Not even his mom calls him Jalen. When should Eli Manning start sweating the arrival of his heir apparent, Davis Webb? When Webb starts handing out phony helmets and jerseys. Uh, he should start sweating the arrival of Jack Webb from Dragnet on that memorabilia scam. Just the facts, Eli. Just the facts. Cincinnati drafted a league. I had three players who were not invited to the combine. Do the Bengals have the best scouts in the league, or do they just like betting on long shots? Neither, Ghost Man. They like scouting the league that produced Major League's Ricky Vaughn. That would be California Penal. Mike Brown is all about second chances. That's how Marvin Lewis keeps his job. What did Jim Kelly tell John Elway to convince the Broncos to draft his nephew, Ole Miss quarterback Chad Kelly, with the final pick of the draft? Do this, and I pick up the checks next year at Duff's. said, John, remember those four Super Bowl losses, pal? Come on. We'd like to thank John Lynch, Drew Pearson, Dan Pompey, and Aaron Wilson for joining us. Derek Burns for producing us and scoring the sweet, sweet audio. Sweet. And you for listening to us. If you'd like to hear this or any podcast, just go to our website, www.talkerfamenetwork.com, or dial us up on iTunes or your podcast app. Otherwise, you can find us on this station and at this time next week. We'll be here. We hope you will be too. Hi, Tom Bodette. According to the dad bod craze, the lumpy, less-than-chiseled look is now totally in. So you could say I'm in the best shape of my life, and so is Motel 6. They've updated their properties nationwide with contemporary everything, still for the same low price you've come to expect. So your wallet can feel a little pleasantly plump, too. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. It's time for breakfast at Burger King. Remember at Burger King, I got the three for 89 cent pancake deal? Yeah. I tried to take one. But they're 89 cents. Yeah. You can spare one. I understand, but you know what I said. Well, you said respect the stack. And did you? No, because I like pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> respect that stack. Get three pancakes for just 89 cents. That's three fluffy golden pancakes for 89 cents now at Burger King. Here's another great breakfast deal. Two croissant sandwiches for just $4. Only at Burger King. Limited time at participating Burger King restaurants. Welcome to Geico's Motorcycle Meanderings. Oh, man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to Geico. I scored some big savings, and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. You know what doesn't make sense? If a car is called a horseless carriage, why isn't a motorcycle called a horseless horse? Hmm. Maybe it would just be adding insult to injury for the out-of-work horses. Geico Motorcycle. Savings that make sense. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're like me, you probably rely on your phone to get things done. So I know you'll want to hear about Cabbage's mobile app. Cabbage has created a simple way for business owners to get funding from their phones. Download the mobile app and you can complete the application in minutes and access funds anytime. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses. Download the Cabbage app today or call 888-CABBAGE. That's Cabbage with a K, K K-A-B-B-A-G-E.